Welcome to the podcast of data and analytic in business. We will learn from the leading industry experts using data and analytics to solve the problems and create values in practice. We will also learn where the industry is heading to and how data and analytics will shape the industry in the future. Most importantly, how they are preparing their business for digital transformation and disruption in the future. I'm your host, Jason Tan, and thank you for listening. In this episode, we have got Alban Flomo. Alban is the head of brand and data storytelling at Top Walker. Social listening and consumer insight service provider to brands all over the world. Just recently, Top Walker was named as a leader in social listening by the Forrester Wave Report. Share with us how Top Walker is thriving in the world of the marketing tech. There has been more than 2,000 companies worldwide are utilizing and depending on Top Walker. Their brand measure the impact and gain the customer insight. She also shared with us how some of the brands are also using the data collected and the generated to better understand the customer. More than that, she also shared with us a numbers of the example how data and analytics can be used in the marketing world to do research on how customers about the products, their brand, and also their competitor. From this podcast interview, I find that it's so amazing that how much data and analytics is so important and deep to many of these services that we are using day-to-day in the large corporation and how the data analytics can be used to understand the customers about your product and your brand. If you are a chief marketing officer and you want to be always on the pulse of the customer sentiment about your brand, your product, and how you create a feedback loop to improve the accuracy on all those things so that you can make a better decision in your marketing spend or prevent before a disaster happens, one of the episodes you do not want to miss. If you want to connect with Alban Formon, who is based in Luxembourg, however, they actually have offices in Tokyo and Singapore. Feel free to connect with her. On if you have any question for me of Alban, please feel free to send us a message. Make sure you click the button subscribe or even give me a review if you want to listen to more of this interview. Data and analytics are used to drive business. Make sure you click the subscribe button. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Good morning, Alvin, and welcome to the Analytics Show podcast. Today, and thank you so much, calling all the way from Luxembourg. Ah, uh, you're welcome, Jason. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm super excited as well. Thank you. Now, let's start a little bit about what you like to do. I found that from my research that you about golf and used to play golf when you were in college. I have to ask you this one because I recently just picked up some golf 
classes. I'm just going through the weekly training. So uh, I think you can share some tips with me. But before about playing golf as a career. Well, I've been playing since I was a little kid. So definitely at some point, I guess, when I was nine or 10, I wanted to be pro golfer. And then you had really great golfer like Tiger Woods and uh, Annie Kester and Stephen Torres. So definitely I thought... Afterwards, I realized that uh, even though I was having a lot of fun playing golf, I just wasn't talented enough, but it did allow me to yeah, go to college, play on an amazing college team, go to the national championships and all of that in the US. So it's been amazing today, which is awesome. Not at my highest level, but still at a pretty fun level. So it's still like a great source of uh, entertainment for me, definitely. And I'm glad that you, you started playing golf because it's really an amazing sport. <laughs> That's amazing ask you for one tips. What is one thing that I should do to improve my golf game? <laughs> no, I'm still learning, but I have to ask. <laughs> Definitely. If you're struggling with your chipping around the green, take a golf ball in your hand and try to throw it towards the hole. So that way, like, you know, towards the hole, you imagine throwing the ball and you see the flight of it and you see it roll towards the hole. And vi that visualization exercise basically will really help you like afterwards in your shot to really see how you want to shape your... I have to tell you how novice I am. I don't actually understand what is chipping. <laughs> what is ah, chipping? Chipping, is, uh, <laughs> chipping is when you just miss the green and you're almost on the green, but you have like a little shot and you have to lift the ball a little bit to get oh, a short shot around oh, the green. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that yeah. one. Yeah, that one is really hard because sometimes I just use too much of the energy and uh, it just go too far. So I have to start chipping it from the other side again. <laughs> right. Well, then just visualize with your hand, you know, because it's very natural. Just like you would throw it to somebody else, you throw it towards the hole and you imagine you the ball lifting, getting on the green and rolling into the hole. One tip that I learned from my coach is that uh, definitely if I want to look like pro is that uh, plus throw in the air and see the wind direction that <laughs> yep the wind is super important golf if not like a simpler one is always keep your head down and stable don't let your head move during during your swing that's always a good one i can't but wind is almost a great analogy about the topic that we will be talking today which is about understanding how the top worker is is a consumer intelligent platform. That analogy is about where wind is coming from and how it is impacting. We're gonna go into a little bit more details, but before that, can you share with us about your company, Talk Walker, for our listener who may not be familiar with the company? Definitely. So as you said, Tukwuker is a consumer intelligence platform. It was founded in 2009 in Luxembourg. In Europe by two guys who used to be in school together when they were little and found each other, you know, again, like uh, a bit later in life. So one tech genius, basically, that created his first search engine when he was 17. And then another guy who was working this intelligence. So they met again and they figured they really had something, you know, back then. They really wanted to bring basically intelligence from blogs, forums, social media to businesses. So that was their vision back then. And it's since then, we're now, we started with a very, very small office in Luxembourg. And now we're 400 plus 
employees all over the globe with people in uh, Tokyo, Singapore, Paris, Frankfurt, New York, San Francisco. I have more locations coming, basically. So really amazing to see that. And so right now we're serving more than 2,000 brands and agencies that are looking to basically, in very simple term, protect their reputation, measure the performance themselves better by knowing their audience. And right now, the use case that we're seeing more and more as well is people looking for ways to really better understand their customers, really connecting all the data points that they have about their customers, really understand how they can to how the, the, the customer is changing, basically, what, what, and what he needs. Now, before we go into some of the details of what some of those use cases are, do you mind to share your current role as a head of brand and data storytelling at TalkWalker, please. Definitely. So, especially since uh, originally when I first joined TalkWalker, I was an individual contributor. Back then, the marketing team was just three people. So it's changed a lot over the last uh, five years, basically. But I get the chance to really see my role evolve. And now people with three different tracks. So the first one is uh, insights. So that's where I have, you know, my masters of the Tokoku platforms. Yeah, really dig into Tokoku and pull these uh, amazing data stories, basically that are translated in reports. So the trends going on in different industries in a weekly newsletter that we send out, you know, like talking about what's happening in terms of current events and what Tokoku tells us about these current events and how consumers are evolving. So super exciting facet of my content track where I have my copywriters and my community managers that are in charge of really creating the core pillars of the brand in terms of content and uh, taking care of our communities online. And then finally, I have my brand team that takes care of the messaging worker across the company. Now, early on, you talk about the brand using it as a listening advice to get the social listening and also the consumer Insight. Those are the major services from the talk worker. The trade secret. What will be some of the highlight on the things that you do differently um, with the data analytics and social listening and consumer insights? Well, I guess the first block is really a coverage. So I think so somewhere. So just like looking at very regional blogs in Europe when we first started. And now it's really amazing to see like how much coverage we have from 150 million websites from all over the world, blogs, forums, news sites in 187 clients, you know, all over the world working with us. Obviously, we have the social media platform we cover, the product preview platform. I mean, the types of stuff we cover is really amazing. But I think that what's really distinguishes talk workers the way we use it amazing to see like how much our software engineers are able, able to come up with so for example we don't only listen to text actually but we're also able to to well do image and video objects and scenes you know within these visuals so that so that brands can capture hidden brand mentions because this is the this is the time, well, in, in this era, people post tons of videos and images online and they don't even mention the brands that they're actually featuring in their visuals, basically in the text that goes with their social media posts. So they might be saying, 
showcasing their new, their great new shirt, you know, with Bake logo in the, in the front, but they won't talk about the we, so a lot of our of the consumer brands that work with us realize that their brand is almost has a hidden life that they don't know about if they don't have this type of technology to yeah capture public mentions of their brand so, such as these ones. Insights for them. As sometimes it's also a way to identify potential risk. Again, because their brand might be, not be mentioned, but the image might be used in a context. Well, it might be an inadvertent mention of their brand, basically. And it might not know about it if they don't have this type of technology until after the, the image has gone viral. So yeah, AI, so video and uh, image recognition is one part of the, the way we use AI. Another one is definitely sentiment analysis. So here, the training sets nat natural language processing to understand how people talk about your brand, how much percentage of uh, positive sentiment, how much percentage of negative sentiment, how, how much neutral. What we see also there, of course, we have our out-of-the-box sentiment analysis, but some of our clients also want to customize that sentiment analysis because if you're, for example, a pharma company, the, our out-of-the-box sentiment analysis might pick up more negative basically create your own training set and adjust the sentiment analysis to fit your needs. Because even if uh, you and me, Jason, were given 100 Twitter posts right now, and we had to classify them as positive, neg negative, or neutral, uh, we disagree on some of them because, yes, yeah, sentiment is very subjective. So here, we really let the brand define what is a positive post for them, what is a negative post, and what is a neutral post. Wow. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. That's amazing. So it sounds like that is a feedback loop where the brand can actually provide the feedback to the underlying algorithm so that they will be able to take that feedback and then further on strengthen in terms of the social listening about what is going on so that they better classify the, uh, the sentimental analysis. That is amazing. Something that is difficult to create in terms of that feedback loop. I don't think there's many people doing that sort of thing. <laughs> No, it, it's actually not. So it's really specific to their socializing, their unique project, you know? So you just go into, yeah, the, well, or AI prompts results, and then you classify them based on what, what makes sense for you. So of course you have to have some guidelines, you know, because that these, the training set that you're creating in the end will be, will be expanded to entire project. So you have to be, take like an hour or two, and you can actually create like a really solid training set that will improve the quality of the analysis for your, your project. So I did talk about sentiment analysis as a one use case, but other clients also use it if they have a very specific brand name fused with something else. They also use it to improve their queries, you know, without being too restrictive. So social listening platform are based on queries with Boolean. So, you know, for Talkwalker, for example, I would say Talkwalker or example, things like that. But other brands have names that are much more common, basically, and have more noise coming in. So they use the training sets basically to tell the platform what is noise for them. So it's uh, automatically excluded. You say the common word, I presume you were referring to the brand like, for example, Apple. As a selling exactly. Company. Apple is a, is a great example. If, <laughs> if your brand is also a fruit name, you can get a lot of noise there. And so you don't want to be too specific. 
some interesting brand mentions that you'd be interested in. So yeah, basically brands like that potentially could use it, this AI engine basically to improve their queries, have better sentiment analysis and reduce the amount of noise that com comes into that. Social listening projects really so good as what you told it to look for. That's amazing. Before we move on a little bit more detail about some of those things, I want to, to highlight this thing. I realize also offer the podcast monitoring technology for brand. I can't help but I have to ask, given that what we are doing now is this podcast interview and recording. Share with us about this podcast monitoring and businesses and podcasts, especially I think to some extent, podcasts is still new for many, many people. Well, it's new at the same time it's been around. Uh, it's, it's something that has come back kind of, of in fashion, which is awesome because personally, I love podcasts. Uh, I listen to podcasts when I commute or when I go hiking and things like that. I love listening to podcasts. So really happy about this one. But for us, it was kind of a natural evolution. Uh, we do, well, obviously we do text analytics. Then we went into visual analytics with image and video recognition. So the natural next step was to look at speech analytics and start looking at right now, it's still a pretty new feature for us. Well, crawl basically th over 35,000 podcasts to give basically to the brands that are our clients more ways to track these hidden brand mentions. Because just imagine if you had to listen to these 35,000 podcasts or you know, your area of interest to figure out if your brand was mentioned. There's no search engine for podcasts, basically. So unless there's a transcript that's published somewhere, there's no way for you to track these mentions that can be pretty influential. I mean, release was a mention of Verizon, for example, in a Bloomberg podcast. And we can actually link that to show basically the impact on brand reputation. It's just another way basically to understand what's happening to your brand and potentially also identify new influencers. Whether you're working for Nintendo or you know another big brand, you want to know who is talking about your product and what are the potential opportunities that can be identified, for example. Mentions. I'll unpack a little bit about that social listening on the podcast and correct me if, if I am wrong. I presume the way that it works is that you have got the AI listening to those 35,000 of the podcast and then it does the using your technology into the text and then subsequently you just pass that on, that whole text back to your technology platform to search for all of those keywords. Is that the right way to, to unpack that? Exactly, yeah. It's based on the speech text technology, exactly. And so in the platform is that you see, well, it identifies where in the podcast you've been mentioned and you're actually even able to listen to the, to the snippets as to where you mentioned directly into the Tokwoku platform. Yeah. Well, I have to ask you this, Avon. Does Top Walker listen to my podcast? <laughs> I'll have to check that, to be honest, because yeah, the coverage is growing day, day after day. But I'll probably figure it out because, as you probably guessed, you know, we are listening to mention of Talk Walker. So I'm guessing I'm, I'm going to see third speed, basically, for the next few days. Wonderful. If it doesn't, make sure you does include the... Ah, uh, uh, yeah. We'll do. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, podcasts are really an amazing tool to, you know, reach really broad audience. 
So definitely it's uh, it's an audience that our clients want to tap into and understand, basically. I so agree. Now, speaking of the social listening on the social media platform, do you tr- into each of the platform can you track? So say, for example, someone talks about Apple, the company, in one of the Facebook groups. Technically, the Facebook group is only accessible to the people who are in the group. Can they track the conversation as well? That's a great question. So obviously, like the way we crawl the information really depends on the nature of the, the social network in this case. So if we talk specifically about social media. So Twitter, for example, is uh, by default, well, obviously you can restrict your account and make it private, but no matter what, TalkWalker only crawls public data. So if you decide to hide your tweets, for example, we won't be able to get to them, but we, we do have access to all of the public tweets, basically. As to groups, as you said, are private. So we're not able to crawl groups, you know, if they're private. We can look at, you know, a company's page, for example, and the comments that are posted on the page so the company can manage their page, you know, properly. Uh, but no, so it really depends on the nature of the example. Now we wouldn't be able to listen to Facebook groups, for example. Now let's talk a little bit more about the one of the users mentioned. Um, TalkWalker noticed that more and more brands are now using the service to do understand the customer better. Can you go a little bit deeper and share what exactly do you mean by that and how to understand the customer better in order to create a better customer experience? Definitely. So basically the of channels. It can be on social media. It can be through product reviews. It can be through call centers. It can be through emails. It can be through many ways. So what TalkWalker wants to be and and is already is really an open platform where all of that client feedback can be analyzed in one place, you know, as one single source of truth with the same uh, with the same analytics tool. So they can have a consistent view of uh, across channels. So how does what the customer says on social media compare to what they say in, you know, the feedback email they say they they sent, for example. So there's really an interest here in going for further and just more marketing roles really transition to yeah, a broader role like you know, voice of the consumer lead, for example, with Talkwalker being their core pl- platform to, to analyze all of these feedback. In theory, they could technically plug the tools and the platform to, to their call center and having do this, the listening as well. And they could technically compare the sentiment of the customer versus what is happening on the internet as well. Right. So our speech analytics technology, obviously, is that as it's, we're getting there, we're expanding our sources. So yet we, we cannot just plug in, you know, into, into the call center. But if they have transcripts, upload them onto TalkWalker, we're actually able to plug in like uh, internal and external data basically into the platform. They're actually able to analyze it, you know, using our work clouds, using, using our filters, using all of the great, you know, deep analytics that look at the data in the same way, no matter the channel that it's coming from. That's amazing. So other than social media, a lot of the people confusing social media as the only marketing channel. I mean, some people are confusing that. 
from your experience, apart from the social media channel, what are other channels that the brand can get and understand the consumer inside? I think that review platforms are really it's really fascinating. Well, obviously for a company such as mine, you know, a SaaS platform, obviously product reviews are super important, but I think for any type of businesses, basically reviews are becoming more and more important. And that's here to track and to monitor and to try to, you know, like enrich when they can, like trying to get more positive customer review, trying to yeah, create their reputation online. So definitely review platforms are super important right now for well all sources of community so social media the best part about social media is really that community feeling the fact that you're able to go further than just publishing content about your brand but actually creating that community with your audience we're seeing that there's more and more channels for that and yeah it can be your own client community for example we're seeing a lot of brands creating their their own experience that way we're seeing them really focus on these product reviews obviously blogs are still very oh, yeah podcasts is something new blogs are something that are coming back to to the forefront again so yeah lots of different channels to to worry about and i think that there are very few yeah at this stage you have to go broader than so just social media for sure. Sure. I find that, or at least from what I read, one of the challenges that coming to the light in the recent year is those review platforms is there are many, many bots and sometimes there are many fake reviews. Yeah, I think that's something that they're working on right now uh, <laughs> quite a bit yes. in terms of like fighting these bots definitely and fighting spam talk worker as well not specifically for review but bro in broader terms like trying to find ways to better detect spam better to detect bots and things like that even on social media i think unfortunately bots are a problem beyond beyond just reviews and so it's something we, we definitely have to be aware of and find ways to identify you reminded me of one of the reading that i came across recently about how we are detecting bots over the years and I can't perhaps behavioral analysis is one thing that they can do to be included to detect the bot and also included in the social listening platform like like the top worker and what that means is like the behavior it is impossible that say for example someone is literally online 24 7 and then carry out thousands and thousands of activity 24 7. so a lot of the platform these days are using that sort of technology understanding the behavioral to stop the bot maybe that is something that can be considered <laughs> definitely and i'm sure partner at Talkwalker and I do know that they've been working on the question for for a while now and they keep finding new ways to yeah identify these bots you know identify this spam because yeah sometimes well human posts a lot of spam too so it's always also good to be able to identify them as well which is interesting but yeah it's definitely something that we do work on like continuously because it's not something that you fix from one day to the next is something you have to work on continuously and honestly one of the great things about this sector it keeps evolving constantly in terms of which channels are most popular you know and most relevant to brands and we have to continuously adapt to best serve our clients
I can imagine. Now, apart from the social listening and also understanding the customer, what are feature, features of the consumer intelligence platform like TalkWalker can provide? Honestly, there's so many. One of my favorite ones, just because it looks beautiful and it holds so many insights, uh, is something that we call conversation clusters. So it's a really, well, big amounts of data. So you have to have at least a few tens of thousands of results to be able to create these, but it reads all of that data. So articles, news sites, you know, social media posts, reads all of that data. Basically, it recognizes the topics and organizes it so you can see the links between the topics, you know, whether something is at the center of a conversation or more of a fringe discussion. And it's something like that used to take maybe a couple of to produce. Now you just generate it, you know, in a matter of minutes, just in just a couple of minutes, it, it pops up on the platform, no matter how many results you have. And then you just, you can just really dig into, yeah, dig into the insights, figure out what's, what's happening there. My favorite features and also my, I know my team loves them. So how are the brands or the businesses are using this particular feature to drive the marketing efforts then? Well, one of the examples I can think of telco brand that works with us. And they were very interested in understanding how people were talking about internet boxes. It's a very, you know, everyday product basically that most people have in their home. And so they're going to make sense of this conversation really quickly. And not only about their product, actually, but really, you know, industry-wide, how were people talking about internet boxes? You know, what were the problems? What were they complaining about? Because they wanted to know communication for the launch. So actually, so both in terms of, you know, how were they going to advertise the launch of their new internet box? You know, which question should they have as part of their customer packets, basically in the Q&A? What should they focus on to make sure it's possible in terms of, you know, people don't like it because they have to wait so many days for somebody to help them if they have a problem with the box, for example. So they created like a specific service where people could have an answer and troubleshoot their problem more quickly. And it seems super actually able to really improve the perception of their launch, like thanks to this analysis. I love it. I think that use cases of the top worker on the product research is really amazing. I mean, instead of carrying the those uh, focus group to do the customer insight, it's a way to understand the industry-wide problem that everyone is facing for a certain product. That is amazing. How successful was that project? It was super that they were able to really do it across uh, complex geographies, you know, and markets to really understand the sentiment of that specific region, you know, and how they should maybe adapt the launch to, yeah, the specificity of the local audience. So, yeah, it, it was quite... I love it. That is a great use case. I was going to ask you, I was just looking at some of the questions that I prepared. Do you have other real life cases that you want to share with us? How they using this technology to drive revenue or increase retention? There's a simple one that I always like because it's it's really straightforward and it was great to see, you know, how quickly that company was able to drive a kit company that before using TalkWalker, basically they were doing all of their 
brand and competitor monitoring, industry monitoring manually. So they were going into Google and typing, you know, the name of their brand, the name of their competitors, basically every day. Really. And so as you can imagine, that wasn't very effective, obviously. So within a few months, you know, of like getting into Talkwalker and really setting up to get what they wanted, they were able to do so many things. It was crazy. But the biggest, well, the biggest difference 400% more brand mentions compared to what they were doing before. So pretty significant difference. And you can, you can imagine that they had quite a different picture as to how people were talking about them. They were really able to automate all of that reporting. So save a lot of hours, which I mean, think there's always so many things you can do, but just, just not enough hours. And then they create all these amazing reports, you know, so they want to know, like, so every week they receive the digest of like the user generated content that was created around their brands to basically on social. They had a digest of what everything that was happening with their competition as well, just coming in straight into their mailbox. They had a smart alert set up to detect any negative mentions from influencers that had more example. It was it was really great. They really managed to really create a center where they could manage their reputation really efficiently, basically. And that allowed them to redirect their efforts, you know, on to further improve their brand reputation. Imagine if they integrate of their competitor mentioned and then how it feedback to their marketing spend. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> yep. I mean, because... You do have to listen to what's being said. Prices that start with your competition can actually spread to your brand very easily by association. So it's definitely something you have to do on a day-to-day -day basis. I love it. I love how this technology of what it does on the internet and also at so many different levels about taking all of this data and then provide the brand to understand their reputation. To that. It's just so amazing to me that how data and analytics are so deep in many ways of our day-to-day -day life, but we never, some of that were probably taking it for granted and never quite realized. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Definitely, my pleasure. <laughs> now, this almost coming to the end of the podcast interview. I am going to ask you two questions that I normally ask my guests. Uh, number one is, important first principle that's a good question i guess it's to always find about my job to care because if not the day-to-day -day gets really boring really quickly so yeah always find ways basically to yeah still learn your things still be fascinated by what by what you do and also have people Thing that I love about the Talkwalker team, uh, the Talkwalker marketing team specifically, is how much people are passionate about you know what they do and how much energy there is in the day to day. Even in this remote environment that we've most of us have been stuck in, you know, you still feel you know the passion, the engagement, and that really helps you keep going and helps you keep you motivated. Basically, that is a good one. What is one book you have read and? better for your younger self to have okay but it's, it's one i really like so part of my training is as a journalist and one of the best book books i've read in terms of writing and especially when it comes we're talking a lot about ai what's what it means to communicate effectively around that it's the 
with with some really amazing pieces of writing from some of the biggest minds you know around the world, like Albert Einstein, writing about complex topics. And I don't know, it's a source of inspiration because yeah, I well learn new things, and it's fascinating to me to see how writing can help convey such strong concepts. So yeah, always been a reference to me. Always read, you know, a couple of page, a new story every now and then. It's always a book I go back to. I love it. I have to look up to that book and see. Uh, you have to let me know what you think. <laughs> Hopefully they have an audio version because this is how I read books these days. It seems ah, fun. I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much again, Aban, for sharing what you guys do at the uh, Talk Walker. I have no Thanks, Jason. I really enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> <laughs>